0: Welcome back to No Idea, the podcast where you have no idea what we're going to talk about and we have no idea how it's going to go. I'm Jenny, back again, right at it. And guess what? I have a very special guest here. I'm very excited to introduce her because I've been wanting her to be on this podcast for quite a while. Let's say that. But um, her name is Corinna. We call her Rinny. No, we don't. Only some people call her Rinny. It's my favorite thing to call her. But, Corinna, you are 22, beautiful, thriving. She's a kombucha lover, but she also is a student life advisor currently, is going to go overseas to impact Mm -hmm. and change the world very soon. So that's why it was kind of an urgent matter for us to get her on this podcast because she's going to be leaving soon. But she's one of my dearest friends. I'm very excited that she's in my life, first of all, but second of all, that you guys get to hear her wisdom because I hear her wisdom all the time. And so you guys now get to experience <laughs> it. But, Corinna, I have a fun fact question for you. Yes. Tell us a fun fact about yourself. Wow. It's very straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> very un- unplanned. unplanned. Yep. Oh, wow. Thank you for
1: that intro. Um, you are a dear friend as well, Jenny. Oh, thank you. Love you very much. Um, fun fact I have a distillery <laughs> in bird basement. <laughs> Uh-huh. I make kombucha in the basement of our dorm. Um, at first, I was kind of keeping it on the DL so like nobody would know. Cause I was like, I don't know if it's okay to have this down here. <laughs> like, what if someone like gets me in trouble for having like making kombucha in the basement? But I realized somebody told me they like, Krenna, you're literally like the RA of this floor. Like, the only person that would get you in trouble is you. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's not gonna happen. Yep. So kombucha's good. I love mm-hmm. kombucha. I started
0: selling it recently. Five dollars. <laughs> Everyone get, For a liter. <laughs> what do we call it? Corinne's kombucha. Corinne's kombucha, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. She taught yeah. me how to make it quite recently. It's yeah. pretty simple. Anyone can learn. Really? Yeah. yeah.
1: Jenny's taking over my kombucha operation. Joanne will now be her child to look after.
0: Ooh, Joanne. Joanne Joanne. is her SCOBY. I just learned what a SCOBY was like last month. It's really gross to look at, but very great to drink. From. (laughs) From. Yeah, not the actual SCOBY. So drink the juice that it sits in. Yeah. (laughs) Joanne's cute. But when I asked Corinna what topic she wanted to talk about, first of all, we went back and forth a couple times. She was like, oh, simple living, which Mm. is a great topic. Or maybe something agricultural. Mm. But, She decided that she wanted to talk about love and passive-aggressiveness and how those two do not go together. But the Mm -hmm. way of love, basically, is what she said. Yeah. And so, Corinna, why did you want to talk specifically about that topic? Why is it important to you?
1: Thank you for asking. This topic means a lot to me um, because I've lived in a lot of different Christian communities, both here at school. I also did a little stint with YWAM, which is a mission-sending organization as well, um, as well as just being in churches and youth groups and everything and... um, Man, as Christians, I do believe that like we are, we are literally so called to be loving, and to walk in the way of love. Like Jesus Himself walked in the way mm-hmm. of love, and Paul talks about the way of love. Um, and so, yeah, I think this talk kind of comes from, um, what the Lord's been teaching me about love, and also, kind of stemming into passive aggressivity of something that is really accepted in a lot of, Christian circles, Christian communities that is just so incredibly unloving. Um yeah, just really hurtful can really tear apart people really fast. Um and so yeah, wanted to just kind of like bring bring more awareness to this
0: that mm-hmm. like I don't think it's really talked about enough. Yeah. It's a more acceptable way of being aggressive.
1: Yeah, of being just terrible. I mean, not loving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. unlovely, unloving. Mhm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um So where would you like to start with this? Where does this love that we're talking about that we can walk in every day, where does that originate and come from?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Looking through scripture, I think the two places that were really highlighted to me when I was addressing this topic with my life group um, was John 15 and 1 John 4. And so in John 15, um, I might read a couple verses from it. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Um, oh, she's flipping in her Bible. Oh,
0: Flippity-flip-flip-flip-flip-flip-flop-flip-flop.
1: <laughs> um, so, John 15 is kind of known as the, like, abide passage. People like to quote it as just abide in Jesus. Abide! Stuff. Yeah, great passage. A um, couple things that stand out to me. Verse 4 says, Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. This is NIV, if anybody cares. <laughs> um yeah, so just the idea of fruitfulness comes from abiding in the Lord. Um, and I'm just going to skip down a little bit to verse 10. It says, If you keep com- keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in His love. And then skip down a little farther to chapter... Same chapter. Verse 17. Mm-hmm. It says, This is my command. Love each other. And so when I was kind of just meditating on this passage, it just hit me like we literally do not have the strength and the capacity to just love people the way that we should. Mm-hmm. Um, that fruitfulness, like that fruit of actually loving comes from the Lord himself and from abiding in him. Like, He, did, we didn't love him first. He loved us first. And that that started our capacity to love. And not to be cheesy, I might, I might reference my my Scurvy reference. You can do that. Okay. <laughs> um, Jamie? liked this uh, example. Um, but yeah, kind of like, like a tiny, tiny little SCOBY forming in kombucha. Um, the Lord's love. Like, if
0: you don't know what a SCOBY is, just look it up on the internet. Yeah. crazy <laughs>
1: stuff. Literally crazy. Yeah, you probably would need to know for this to be efficient. Um, so anyway, the the way, like, love starts is God literally reveals his love to us. And we start, like, this tiny little, tiny little SCOBY of love in our hearts. And we're called to walk in that we're called to actually actively obey and walk in the love that is starting to uh, be produced in our hearts lord and that's kind of like fermenting in us you know making us (laughs) a little more carbonated a little more (laughs) delicious um yeah we we act out in love we we actively love others um and walk in obedience in that And, and in that walking out we this love for the lord is like stirred up in our hearts even more and it's like pouring in new tea for that new batch of kombucha (laughs) (laughs) um and yeah and then it starts all over our love towards the lord grows and he shows us more of his love and that in turn creates even greater love for others that we then have to choose to walk in obedience and it really starts a cycle of loving god and loving others which um brings me to first john four Got a quick flip flip. Flippity
0: flip flip, flip, flip,
1: flip, flip flop, flop, flippity, flip, flop. 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 Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Yes. Uh, so chapter four, verses seven or twenty one, talks so much about love. I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but there's so much in here of like you do not love God if you do not love others. Mm-hmm. And you do love God if you love others. You it's don't know God very if you're not. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it says it says we love because he first loved us. So that's kind of that little little beginning fermentation um, and anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister and so yeah. um, we are so called to love the world we're called to love non-believers and believers but like it is so highlighted like as the body of Christ it is so important that we are loving each other I think there's sometimes an emphasis on Christians to love non-believers and to love them well and show them the gospel And it's like man that's great that's beautiful that's got to start within the own family of God if you can't mm-hmm. love your brother and sister what example do you have to anyone else? Yeah. Um,
0: and also scripture says like, yeah, even heathens love people who love them. Yeah. yeah. But we are called to love those who do not love us. Yeah. And I just read that in Luke yeah. this morning. We're That's crazy. Get out. Yeah. 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 It's so simple, mm. yet the church misses it so often. Yeah. And also people will be drawn to church as a whole if the church is loving. Yeah. And a lot of people have a lot of church hurt. Setting and a they're good like, example. you know, Actually, the church was super unwelcoming to me and I felt mm. the opposite of loved. Yeah. So I'm not going to go back. Yeah. And so that's just something so simple. Yeah. And we always forget it. Like, oh, yeah. I just have to deepen my quiet time. I just have to mm. serve more at church. I just have to do more things. Yeah. But it's one command. Very mm-hmm. simple. Mm-hmm. And he fills us with his love. Yeah. Which is why it's a place and it comes from him. Yeah. Yeah. So I have quite a few examples of this even as I'm currently working in customer service. But how do we love others practically, even like when they are very difficult people? Yeah. Very <laughs> difficult people.
1: That is a great question. And I think something that, like, man, something God's been teaching me recently, which I think has been like changed my mindset and I think is pretty broad enough that it can be applied to any situation, um, actually happened over spring break. So over spring break, I went to Washington
0: State. Woo! South Pan. I cannot wait to go there someday.
1: It's beautiful. Do it. Um, so it was, it was really beautiful. I was going to stay with some friends, and um, I knew that I was going to be in, like, airports and on ferries and just a lot of traveling by myself. And sometimes it makes me anxious mm-hmm. um, just to be around all these people I don't know. Um, but, man, I mean, for, I think it's First John 4. I think that's where this verse is. It says, perfect love casts out fear. Yes, that's exactly. 4 yeah. verse 18. Wow! Whoa. Whoa. We got a Bible school. Bible school! <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think... Thinking about that, it's like, oh, God's perfect love for me casts out any fear, but it's also our our perfect love, Cast enabled out. by God, casts out fear from loving other people. You know mm, what I'm saying? Yes. Like we're, we're able to love other people, and that casts out fear from them. Mm-hmm. And I was asking God to give me a mindset of, God, how do I love people that I've just met, I don't know anything about, mm-hmm. or or whatever that may be. And he gave me some good things. So, I'm just going to read one verse from Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 it says so god created mankind in his own image in the image of god he created them male and female he created them Mm -hmm. and just the idea of like all of humanity whether saved or not saved to some extent bears the image of god it's it's been broken and distorted by sin Mm -hmm. and there is like a regeneration and a renewal in being a christian and able to walk that out um more beautifully, more perfectly, but even non-believers still bear the image of God, yeah. and I really found that in in going out, um, out to Washington, because um, I was actually staying with a friend who, um, is not a believer, and just like, just the beauty of finding the image of God in her, and mm-hmm. just really like, Ooh, excuse me, it's the bucha,
0: <laughs> it's the bucha, pardon, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pardon me,
1: pardon <laughs> me, um, but yeah, finding the image of God in someone, like fixating on the things that are that are best about them that are that are Mm -hmm. lovely that are beautiful that are um man just like what god sees when he looks at people like to ask the lord for his eyes for that and to look for those good and perfect things about people and to fixate on them not to fixate Mm -hmm. on the oh my gosh this is challenging and i really don't like this about them and oh my gosh this is hard and man choosing to have grace for those things Mm -hmm. um and a lot of this is again, like I say, choosing, but it's also very prayerfully knowing that I have to abide yeah. in the vine to do these things. Yeah,
0: it's asking for His perspective first yeah. and foremost because we cannot do it ourselves.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like His strength, His sustaining power to mm-hmm. do it, because we can do nothing on our own. We can't bear this yeah. fruit of love on our own. Um, but like looking for those beautiful things in each other, which I'm going to flip to Romans 12. Flippity flop,
0: flop, flip flop. Flip 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 flip. flip. Last time my my Bible just opened right to it. Now I actually have to look now, it's <laughs> <laughs> now it's broken. Now it's broken.
1: Um but yeah, Romans twelve is a great chapter. It it's it really focuses in on love. Even even like the title of one of those little sections here is like Love in Action. Um and I prefer Romans twelve over First Corinthians thirteen. So I know first Corinthians thirteen is like the iconic love passage. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful, it's so good. Um, it kind of says what love is. And then Romans 12 really puts that into action of, okay, well, here's some action of what love looks like. Um, so before we jump into that at all, I want to look at Romans 12, three through eight, um, where it's talking about the gifts that God has given to us and not to think of ourselves more highly than we ought. Um, but in like humility to value others more than ourselves, well, that's actually from Philippians, but, um. So it's all part of the same Bible. <laughs> it says, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with mm. the faith God has give, God has distributed to each of you. Um, and it talks about how just as we are each a member of God's like Christ's body, mm-hmm. um, to value each body part, you know, to, to value each gift that somebody has. Yeah. And so, um, it lists some like pretty specific gifts here of like prophecy and giving and cheerfulness and whatever. Um, I mean, I think I think when it comes to specifically the body of Christ, and even non even nonbelievers, we can look for like these good God traits mm-hmm. that that maybe they they don't fully know. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, looking for these good God traits. But in believers specifically, like looking for the gifts God has given them, calling those things out, highlighting them, fixing our eyes on those things, and just like it's like glorifying the Lord through that person. Cause you're like, man, like Lord, I see your cheerfulness and just how joyful this really Mm -hmm. peppy person is maybe they're so peppy it drives you crazy sometimes (laughs) but to fix to fix your eyes on their cheerfulness and be like man the joy of the lord Mm -hmm. in this person is evident and like to really actively love them for that you know and loving god through that you know it's that little Mm -hmm. little cycle of love Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Did I answer your question? You did. Don't (laughs) worry. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot, even as I'm helping different guests who come into the store I work at. And, um, I've been thinking like, I cannot assume at all as I don't know them. Mm -hmm. So like when they walk in, I could be like, oh, I know this type of family Mm -hmm. by just looking at them. But that is really inherently sinful because... I am, like, putting a label on them before I even talk to them or meet them. I'm not thinking, like, Lord, give me your perspective of this family. Give me your perspective of this person who walks in and what do they need right now. And I want to do my best, not just for, like, a paycheck or not just for my my job's sake, but Mm. also, like, I want to serve the people who walk in here. I want to love them as you yeah. And I want to make their day better when they walk in. Yeah. I think we've all had that uh, moment in customer service where we're like, that person was so nice how they served yeah. me. And yeah. just, you just walk out. You're, you're a little bit better. Like, I, I want to work at Walmart now. I want to work there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever,
1: That's check so below. good.
0: So what are some examples of loving well? Mm-hmm. And then what are some examples of not so well? Not so well. I'll fix that. Yeah. We'll, we'll look at
1: well first. Yeah. Let's um, do that first. So we'll go back to Romans 12. Um, so, no, just, like, the second half of Romans 12, which is kind of cool that talks about the gifts of everybody mm-hmm. and then goes into love and action. Um, so, Romans 9 through... Um, Romans chapter 12. Twelve. Pardon there me. There go. <laughs> 9 through 21. I'm going to just read through portions of it and just kind okay. of, like, listen for some of these action words. Okay.
0: I'll close my eyes. Okay. <laughs> so I can um, hear better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so I'm just going to start reading in verse 19. Oh, my gosh. Chapter 12, verse 9. Um, so just listen to some of these like action words um as we go along so first starts with love must be sincere hate what is evil cling to what is good be devoted to one another in love honor one another above yourselves never be lacking in zeal but keep your spiritual fervor serving the lord be joyful in hope patient in affliction faithful in prayer share with the lord's people who are in need and practice hospitality bless those who persecute you bless and do not curse Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. And that says, in doing so, you'll keep burning coals on his head. Woo! <laughs> Which is so funny. Hot stop. <laughs> <laughs> and it just finishes, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Mm. Mm-mm. So I think just some like, good examples in there that really like mm-hmm. stand out to me are devotion mm-hmm. and honor, harmony, humility, like, and even like not seeking revenge and not trying to like this is kind of getting into the bad example too of passive aggressivity Mm -hmm. Um, but not trying to like take revenge or try to have your own way or just not being self-seeking like I think love is really just the opposite of being self-seeking but it's rejoicing in another person rejoicing with them mourning with them
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I've heard it's a lot easier to mourn with those who mourn than it is to rejoice with those who rejoice when you're not rejoicing
0: oh yeah you know mm-hmm. like say
1: your friend is <laughs> this is this is not how I feel towards you but say, okay <laughs> say, say your friend's getting yeah. married and and you're just bitter about it because you're still single mm-hmm. um, and it's just so hard to rejoice it's easy to be um, kind of angry towards that person, almost in your heart. And this is where passive-aggressivity can start seeping into your life.
0: Yes, I'm so excited to get into that part yeah. of this. <laughs> I just can't wait to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: which this, this example just came to me, but that's where where that bitterness starts seeking into your heart, mm-hmm. and you almost start being passive-aggressive towards that person. Yep. But you never address your true feelings of of how you're feeling or mm-hmm. how the other person is affecting that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, in that example i mean it has nothing to do with the other person you know mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with their joy like, yeah. you are called it's literally you yeah. and
0: your comparison
1: yeah and your own your own sin that you mm-hmm. need to deal with and your you're called to rejoice yeah. with that person you know you're called to lift them up and honor them and and still be devoted to them in love mm-hmm. and um yeah just to, to full-on jump into the opposite of love yeah passive aggressivity is so sinful because it just tears people apart and it like it just causes you to fixate on mm-hmm. yourself and see things just from your point of view. Okay. You know, cuz yes. you're never addressing anything with anyone else. Mm-hmm. You see things, you interpret them your way and then you respond but never in a very not confrontational enough yeah. that somebody could be like, "Hey, like I'm sorry that I made mm-hmm. you feel this way because of that. Like let's talk about it." You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't start a conversation, it starts it starts fights,
0: you know, yeah. with that little bit of like it starts that that feeling in mm-hmm. your chest that you're yeah. like not this is not right. Yeah. Something between us is not the same yeah. and not right. It builds tension
1: and mm-hmm. it builds walls between people mm-hmm. rather than like tearing down those walls mm-hmm. and finding like common ground. And reconciliation. Recon- Recon- reconciliation. Reconciliation. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean I I think passive aggressivity is one of those things that is so accepted in Christian circles because it's it's kind of silly, it's kind of it comes across in a lot mm-hmm. of like witty, sarcastic comments mm-hmm. that are actually tearing people down rather than building them up. Mm-hmm. Um and I've seen that a lot even, like, um, just in, like, in leadership sometimes you see that more, like, yeah. with people, like, that you're leading, mm-hmm. and it's so easy to see it there, but then it's hard to almost check your heart and see it yeah. with your peers. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, Like, if it's somebody who's being passive-aggressive passive aggressive to you as a peer, sometimes it's hard to address that with them, because you're mm-hmm. like, why are you... Like, sometimes, like, all of a sudden this tension between you and yeah. a friend, and you're like, I wonder why they're being this way towards mm-hmm. me. But there's never really something done that you could mm-hmm. be like, hey, like you left me in a Walmart parking lot. Like what was that about? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. But it comes across these like snippy comments that you're you're never able really to fully address with the person. And mm-hmm. yeah, I've personally just started like, like calling it out a little more. Like mm-hmm. if people are passive aggressive to me, not responding in that same manner because that's what fuels it is Someone is passive aggressive towards mm-hmm. you. Says something kind of shady. <laughs> kind of like
0: that didn't feel right. Didn't
1: come from a place of love, now, uh-uh. did it? <laughs> but not responding in the like way, because that's that's mm-hmm. the trigger. You get triggered to be like, oh, right. I need to have a like a little sassy, kind of witty, a mm-hmm. little bit hurtful, scathing comment back. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so easy to want to do that because that's yeah. like cool. That's trendy to be like, oh, who's the wittiest, most sarcastic, funny person? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and and instead you know be like hey did you really mean that you know mm-hmm. like if someone says something where they're i see that a lot where someone will pretend to be angry about something that's not a big deal but like, they yeah.
0: low-key are angry but about they, other things yeah, maybe? yeah
1: yeah like i think sitting with each other here's mm-hmm. an example give me an sitting example. with each other yes so say you're sitting we're gonna say chapel this is not a real scenario anyone from our school who may be listening to this <laughs> not a real example but mm-hmm. just something that i feel could be a very real example say you're sitting in chapel you're sitting next to some friends, um, and you are expecting your friend to come sit with you, mm-hmm. but they just go sit with another friend because their friends are sitting in another spot. And yeah. it, it literally means nothing. But after chapel, you go up to them and you're like, So you didn't sit with me? And they're like, Haha, like, no. And you're like, Wow, like, or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like, it kind of just wow, us, like. Wow, thought we
0: were friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: thought we were friends. And they're like, Well, I guess or not. They're like, you know, <laughs> Ha ha you know, You're and like, So oh,
0: like, uncomfortable. It's like
1: scathing, like, trying to get at each other for something so stupid and petty, like, Mm -hmm. that's really what passive aggressivity gets at too, it gets at such petty things Mm -hmm. it's like, let it go man like, literally Mm -hmm. let it go, that's not mature, that's not loving, that's not kind, like, Mm -hmm. let that childishness go, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm
0: just like, (laughs) I'm really calling it out (laughs) let your childish pettiness go, it is, it's more accepted in Christian circles, because we know that being flat out aggressive is not loving Yeah, it's an obvious thing
1: And we don't know how to do conflict resolution because we're so scared of it. You know, we're scared Mm -hmm. to be confrontational because we're like, oh, that's not, it's not very sweet and Christianly. But this is not. It's pretty, it's the most loving thing you can do sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, in those those circumstances, like say someone was to be mad at me for not sitting with them Mm -hmm. or to say some passive aggressive things, be like, Mm -hmm. are you actually upset that I didn't sit with you? Mm -hmm. And usually people would be like, Oh no no no, I wasn't actually that so I'd be like Hey actually your comments made it really come across like you were Like Mm -hmm. um, I didn't sit with you because I wanted to sit with this friend And like I didn't realize that you were like hurt Mm -hmm. by that You know what I'm saying like actually Mm -hmm. addressing it Or is there something
0: else that you're mad at me about Did I do anything to upset you Yeah a different time. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and trust me, that will shut down. And they'll be like, "Oh, so, fast. oh, I
0: can't get away with this here. Yeah, I can't get away
1: with my childish behavior. Anymore.
0: <laughs> How do I function? <laughs> How do I
1: function yeah. now? Mm-hmm. No, I think." I think too you have to have to be careful to do that in a loving way too, not to just call somebody out in a huge group of You're being passive aggressive and Everyone's like, everyone, everyone chill, everyone calm down. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But but in a in a place where it's appropriate, you know, where you're not calling them out or shaming them in front mm-hmm. of people, but you are almost kind of like it's talking about in, in chapter twelve where it talks about like keeping those burning coals of shame mm-hmm. on someone's head of like calling them out of like, Man, your your actions are actually wrong, like Oh, I didn't know you were actually upset about that. Like, mm-hmm. let's talk about that. That kind of starts that like almost kind of ashamed of like, Oh my gosh, I literally have been acting so mm-hmm. petty about this thing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a big deal that you didn't sit with me. I'm not mad about it. Why the heck did I yeah.
0: make such a big I'm deal? I'm actually out of just upset because yeah. my day actually before that was terrible for yeah. some reason. Or
1: I just wanted attention. Yeah. I feel like passive aggressivity usually comes out from a place of wanting attention and mm-hmm. being seen and wanting to be mm-hmm. whatevered. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, as Corinna and I are both student life advisor currently, we had a special guest at our life group the other night. And this lady is so mm-hmm. wise. Mm-hmm. She's um in her 60s? Yeah. No, she just turned 70. She did? Yeah, she, she just turned 70. Dang. She has a lot of wisdom. And she yeah. said, she was like, I just want to call out that I've noticed around campus and around Christian circles that there just seems to be this need to need to be the wittiest person at the table Mm. have the final say have the smartest comment at the end she's like and that's just not lovely and Mm. it was so cool that she said lovely because in philippians 4 8 when paul lists all these things that we should dwell on with our Mm. minds he's like whatever's true noble pure right he includes lovely in that list Mm. which we just barely hear that word anymore Mm. it's like are is what we're thinking lovely if we're thinking like I am so jealous of my friend who's getting married. And I am so bitter that I'm still single. Why isn't this working Mm -hmm. out or something? That's coming from a place of insecurity. And it will not come out lovely. Is what you're dwelling on lovely? So. Imagine that Stevie Wonder song. Isn't she lovely? (laughs) Isn't Isn't she wonderful? Boy, I'm so happy. (laughs) That's not how the song exactly goes. I never
1: thought that love would be. Is that how it goes? Making one as lovely as she. Oh, Aww. It's yeah. Stop it. But it's crazy. He calls his daughter lovely mm-hmm. and he's never seen her. Oh loveliness isn't about
0: sight it's about being being right. lovely wow oh that's so good unscripted unscripted <laughs> unscripted <laughs> thank you corinna for your wisdom
1: wow thank you for uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah so
0: i remember when we were talking about this you mm-hmm. said that especially within teams and churches, like we just need yeah. to value being a part of the group yeah. and not want mm. this lust for being in a certain position in the group, yeah. the the best or the smartest or yeah. the wittiest or the one who has always has something to say. Like yeah. we just need to value being a part of the group
1: yeah,
0: and just doing what you're created to do. Like all yeah. those gifts that Paul lists in Romans 12. Yeah. So
1: can I touch on that a little bit? Yeah,
0: go ahead. Um, in our,
1: in our intercultural ministry prep class, they touched on being a good follower mm. and how we are not taught, especially in America, mm-hmm. we're never taught what it's what it's like to be a good follower. Yeah. It's always about being a leader, being mm-hmm. the one that's leading, being the one in charge, like leading well, all mm-hmm. these things, but man, to be a good follower like lifts up those who are leading you. Yes, it and supports them. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. an important valuable part of it. You're just not getting the recognition and the attention of the mm-hmm. person in leadership. And that's okay. You know, like, we're sometimes called to follow, to submit to that leadership. Or even, like, like in a group, like, something as, like, as unstructured as just a friend group. Say you've got, like, your just most charismatic mm-hmm. friend that you feel like you're competing with to mm-hmm. some extent. Of, like, oh, I want to be charismatic. I want to be the most, like, fun. And mm-hmm. And all of this, again, is subconscious. You're not always aware of all of this happening. Right. But being willing to, like, to just laugh at their joke without a comeback. And just, yeah. like... Appreciate the, that wow, thing about them that they are that shining, way. and yeah. I love
0: that they're shining. Rejoice
1: with those who rejoice, mm-hmm. you know, and, and lift them up, lift up their gifts. Mm-hmm. And, like, if that's the culture you're building in your community and in your friendships, like, that is what will come back to you as well. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, if you you're reap what you
0: sow, yes, yeah, that's what you sow,
1: Glen Coco. what
0: you just gotta roll now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was made for podcast. I was made for this life. She said, oh, I'm, I'm a little nervous. now." She actually didn't say she was nervous at all, guys. <laughs> Most people, when they're on, they I'm a little nervous at first. She wasn't nervous. She's fine. I was nervous. I'm talking to a phone and
1: my and friend me. Jenny <laughs> in her car staring yeah. at a windy lake. Yeah. It's very beautiful.
0: Yeah. Go Bush Lake. Go Bush Lake. Well, what is the last challenge you would give to the people listening? Of Like, mm. wow, how do I apply this to my life now? Yeah. Wow. I think
1: definitely reflecting and taking that time with the lord and surrender um so what i did with my life group is we took time and went through all of the passages that i mentioned so john 15 first john 4 romans 12 and i guess genesis one twenty seven, mm-hmm. but it's just that one verse um but really spend time in that second part of romans 12 of looking at the things that are love in action
0: mm-hmm.
1: and even find your own love passages in the bible I and mean, there's lots of them in the new testament um, and just allowing the spirit to convict and show you where you are being immature and not loving well in mm-hmm. your life. Those places that need strengthening and growth and need to be weeded and pruned and yeah. refined. Um it's how your abide. Yeah, and to surrender those areas to the Lord, you mm-hmm. know, to, to, to abide in the Lord and to ask him to cover those weaknesses. Because you mm-hmm. can't just be like... Oh wow! I'm extremely passive aggressive. I'm just gonna stop being passive aggressive. That's,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's t- probably won't work. That's like a that. terrible.
1: That's a terrible way to go about <laughs> mm-hmm. it. But to repent of that, you know, mm-hmm. to be specific, if it's if it's to specific people, you need to repent. Mm-hmm. Being being open to do that, but repenting with the Lord, um, and just coming before Him in confession and in humility and in surrender, surrendering that those areas to Him, trusting that He will supply the strength. He will supply. The ability to have the fruit mm-hmm. of love in the areas where you're not loving mm-hmm. very well.
0: That's so good. Thanks. So, so good. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all that. Yeah. Yes, I'm so glad you were finally on this podcast. Yeah! And we can catch you before you <laughs> fly off. But, wow. Thank yeah. you for sharing. I know everyone who listens to this will also love it. Because this is a message that the church needs to hear more often. Yeah. So, thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. For so, we're going to be signing off here. This is No Idea Podcast. With Rennie, I'm just kidding, Corinna, pardon me, (laughs) and Jenny, (laughs) signing off, see you around.